Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Jenna. Hi. Hey. You like this? This is me saying what? hello to you. Hi, Jenna. How are already. you? I'm already confused. Okay. Father Mark Mary? Father Innocent? Father Angelus. I still don't know how they say hi. Father P.T. Never even heard that one. They added a new one. They got four people on there Oh, it's now. four? Yeah. I got to get on this. Yeah. If you, I'm the biggest fan. You got to catch up. <laughs> Jenna, other than not listening to the Poco a Poco podcast, what have you been doing while we took this little break? My son turned one. That was the best. Yeah. What else did I do? He's been walking. That's fun. Just a little bit. He's lazy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's being a lazy one-year-old. I mean, when you have all those older siblings yeah. to carry you. I said to Mike, I'm a little nervous because he's still not pointing. And that baby at mass has been pointing at Jesus for months. Unbelievable. <laughs> the dad brings her up to communion, holds her face out. And as she's, you know, as father's giving her a blessing, she's reaching out. No. Waving to him. No, she's not. It's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, it's so cute. She's so holy. Nico has a lot to live up to. Come on, Nico. Just daily mass, baby. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, you've been going to daily mass while we've been on a break. Yeah, been going to daily mass, going strong, loving that. That's the best. It's been really beautiful. And we do a staff daily mass on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else? Well, we had all of Lent. So we had Lent happen. Lent happened, basically. <laughs> That's kind of all that happened. I don't really remember what happened during Lent. Second How was January. Lent, Beth? Um, These pleasantries are so fun. <laughs> I put in the notes today, pleasantries. We had a lot to catch up on. I just don't feel like we do. I, I just don't feel like a lot happened. Well, in my interior garden, a lot is happening. We announced our only in-person weekend retreat for 2021. Quite an announcement. The Fly Retreat, April 30th and May 1st. You could still sign up, right? Today is only April 9th if you're listening on podcast release Easter Friday. You could still join us for the retreat here in Phoenix, St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic Parish. If you're anxious about flying, I get it. You can drive. Please. Scooter? Really really drive or fly. I was going to try to come up with something else, but those would be your options. Bike? If you live in North Scottsdale? Yeah. I mean, I think you started with, if you're anxious about flying, I doubt someone in North Scott still needs to fly. Anywho. So we announced the retreat. We had a beautiful Lent. Kelsey Bassins gave her first Blessed She Talk. Life-changing. Truly. Yeah. A lot's been going on. You know where I think you might be just thinking not a lot happened? It's a lot of normal life has happened. Yes. A lot of really beautiful, normal, not flashy life has happened. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Hmm. It's such a different year than last year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Lots of stuff was happening at this time last year. Chaos. My goodness. Now it's just chill. Yeah. Well, I think we're different coming into the year because of last year. Yeah. I had a sense early on this year that everything was going to be different in a a really hopeful, Mm. beautiful, uh, like, like blooming sort of way. Cool. Like that there was going to be all of this new life and things that we've been hoping for or working on, right? We're going to come to fruition. And I just had a lot of fatigue coming into the year. Mm. And I think I had mentally been kind of preparing myself 
for another 2020. Mm. And then in prayer, I'm sensing like just the Lord's heart wide open with possibility and joy. I felt like he was particularly lighthearted. I was like, what's your vibe about, Lord? Don't you know? There's a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. There's all kinds of things happening in our country and around the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of problems here. And the Lord was like, I'm on top of it. Mm. And you're going to see how on top of it I am this year. So anyway, I just want to hold that out to you. I didn't plan to say that. That wasn't under the pleasantries. I love that. Yeah. But I think we're feeling that, that we're not coming back to normal. No. But we're coming back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, Mike fell asleep extremely early. Boo. Like 7 a.m. 7 p.m. 7 a.m. 7 p.m. <laughs> and the girls were like trying to talk to him, but mm-hmm. they shouldn't have, right? They need to like let him keep sleeping. But he can like be kind of mean, you know, like when you're sleeping totally. and something wakes you up, but you're not like fully awake. You're kind of like, yeah, very disoriented, right? Yeah. So they're like, dad's kind of like hurt. He kind of hurt me or something. And I was like, well, he's not awake. I don't know. And I just that I got a sense that that's something about our spiritual lives as well mm. is when we're not awake, we're not thinking clearly. Yeah. We're very disoriented. We say crazy things <laughs> that we wouldn't say if we're awake and alive in Christ. I don't know. I just think there's something there to being awake in our lives, mm. to, to living life alive. You know, we can say lots of weird things, disorienting things in the dark when we're yeah slumbering when we're tired when the evil one has a grasp on us and when we're awake life is so beautiful even when it's hard mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah we're not ourselves yeah totally mm-hmm. so jenna you might remember last season we tried to be a bit more explicit i don't remember anything from last season okay <laughs> or the last three months apparently let me catch you up on your own life, Jenna Gizar. <laughs> so last season, okay. we really tried to go all in with a theme. Do you yeah. remember that? Vaguely. Seriously. Transformation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that took a lot of different shapes, right? Yes. Conversion, purification, like growing in holiness, being convicted about the Lord, the Holy Spirit, right? It was beautiful. So coming into this season, we were like, let's do another theme. Yeah. Let's have a bunch of conversations with a bunch of people that we love about things that that light us up. Yeah. So we had dinner with our friend and podcast veteran, Father Dan Keneally. (laughs) I don't remember this either. Are you for real (laughs) right now? And we said, you brought it up out of nowhere. Father, we're thinking about having a theme for the podcast. What What do you think about that? And he sat back. I, in my memory, he put his hands behind his head. That seems like a Father Dan thing to do. He didn't do that. Are you sure? Yeah. But just imagine it, if you will. Put his With hands his behind. plate of full food in front of him. Lots of food. Multiple plates of food. He's a big guy. Puts his hands behind his head. He says, how about evangelization? And I was like, what? Yeah. But Jenna was like, yes. You were all in on <laughs> what? this. Yeah, seriously. Okay. I I struggle okay. with churchy words. Totally. I think they're not relatable. I think people put, they like in their brains, they move over to this box that is churchy. Yes. And like now I'm going to put on my smart Catholic 
brain. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to try to learn and grow and study. Maybe this is just a me thing, but I think people tend to, in a way, kind of tune out their heart yeah. and tune in only in their mind. I think it's really subtle. I don't think people are doing it on purpose, but they're like, they hear evangelization. And they're like, oh, let me get out my steno pad, you know? Stencil. <laughs> Stencil. What's a steno pad? Steno pad. What's a steno pad? Well, I think it's like one of those yellow legal pads. Steno? Yeah, like they're taking notes is what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> Look it up. Steno. S-T-E-N-O. Yeah, so I just, what I don't want to say, the reason for this whole yeah, what's happening? diatribe okay. is just to say, stay with us. If you're okay. like, I'm not in ministry, right? Like, yeah. I don't have a degree in theology. Well, I don't even know what evangelization means. Right, exactly. There okay. are some people thinking that, and they're like, this podcast is not for me. It's not going to apply to my life. I'm no, going no, back no. to Poco a Poco. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, first of all, Poco a Poco is yeah. above our pay grade as Leagues well. Leagues above. Yeah. We're with you. We're going to walk through it together. And it is going to apply to your life. Evangelization is your life. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be your life. Why don't you tell me mm-hmm. what you think evangelization means? Telling people about Jesus. Yes. Yeah. That's it. So when you hear us say evangelization this season, that's what we're talking about. Telling people about Jesus. Yeah. That's it. You know, I was thinking about when we were talking about this on Q&A. I was like, <laughs> I used to be part of um, multi-level marketing. And they used to say like, when you refer people to us, it's as easy as just like sharing your local restaurant you love and sharing a new soap you love or a new lotion. Mm-hmm. Like that's how easy it is. And I just don't know why we don't apply that to the Lord. You're so right. Like it's as easy as saying, someone set me free. Yeah. And I no longer am enslaved to sin and bondage, mm-hmm. to pornography, to alcohol, to lying to gossip. I'm no longer enslaved to those things which eat me up inside and bring darkness into my life. Okay, well, I'm having a little light bulb. Tell me. I'm wondering if some of the reason, one reason, we don't tell people about Jesus, is that we have not experienced his power or we haven't experienced him as a savior. Yeah. So for me, we talked about it on the podcast. I talk about it all the time. I'm going to mention it again that the Lord totally and completely healed and delivered me from pornography and from lust. And I won't stop talking about that right? because my life is utterly changed. I'm a completely different person. I feel different. I think differently. I do differently. I am different because the hand of God set me free. Yeah. So... I tell the Lord that all the time. I will never, if I sense in my heart that you want me to share that, I will never deny you. I will always talk about that. It's not a burden. It's not something I have to do or I feel like I should do. It is joy for me to give people that hope. Yeah. And I firmly believe that if someone needs to hear that and I share that miracle, that God is actually going to do that in their life. The miracle keeps going. Yeah. The miracle is in motion. And I think there's a transferable grace there for other people. So I just wonder if maybe you're not sharing about the Lord because your relationship with him or your experience of the church, your experience of prayer isn't as cool or, I don't know, as like your gym. Do you know what I mean? Or that new restaurant 
where you're telling people, you know, like passing on this podcast. Oh, this podcast is amazing. Yeah. Because it did something for you. It changed your life. Yeah. It made you think differently. And I just wonder if people are just kind of going through the motions of mass or daily prayer. Yeah. They haven't had a, a changing moment. Yeah. The gospel hasn't added value to their life. Being Catholic hasn't added value to their life. Other than like morals and people that are like you. Mm-hmm. It's like cultural. Yeah. Now, you might be listening to that like, whoa, 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 Beth, I have encountered the Lord. Yeah. Of course, this is important to me. I just think it's private. Okay. I think people are entitled to their own truth. People were raised in a different way than me, and and there's something beautiful about that. And I would never want to impose this private, personal thing on another person. I've got a podcast for you. What is it? With Father Parks. Yeah. Any conversation with Father Parks ever. Ever. That'll set you straight. Truth about Catholicism, I think. Something like that. Yeah. That's a good one. If you haven't listened to it, spend the hour, 45 minutes listening to that. It's incredible. Yeah. So I think our our goal, the reason we want to devote a whole season to talking about evangelization. Is that what else is there to talk about? Seriously. Seriously. I just only want to talk about the Lord. Right. Ever. Right. How can I turn this conversation to talk about the Lord? <laughs> Not because this person needs it and I have the totally. answer to their problems, totally. but because it's the, it's the center and the joy and the purpose of my life. And so everything I do, how I think, who I'm friends with, how I spend my time, everything is around this relationship. And so I just want to talk about that, not because I have to share the gospel, Mm -hmm. not because I think someone else needs it, but because it's the most important thing to me. Yeah. So I'm just going to talk about it all the time. Yeah. And that's what we mean by evangelization. Beth introduced me to this trilogy called the Living Water series. Yes. The first book is called The Well, and it was really good. Yeah. It's by Stephanie Lansom, who's a a Catholic author, and it's biblical historical fiction. So what's really beautiful is that Jesus is in each of these novels, but he's only ever speaking in scripture. But what Stephanie does is she gives context to the lives of these people that we're just seeing a snapshot, a moment where they encounter the Lord, like a blind person, a person, the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. We only see that encounter with the Lord in the Gospels, but these novels, like through her own prayer and her gift of writing, flesh out the lives of those people that we meet in the Gospels. Yeah. So this one called The Well is about the woman at the well. And it just, as you were talking, I thought about her because she has a very real encounter with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, she comes to understand him as as being their savior, as being the anointed one that that they've always been waiting for. The Samaritans is that what they call him? They call him something else in the book that I I'd think never it's anointed heard of. one. Yeah. Anyway, so she has this incredibly profound encounter with him, and it's really beautiful because the author just like fleshes out what the woman at the well might have. Right? It's fiction. Yeah. Might have felt in this encounter with the Lord. Yeah. And so I was, I was thinking about that as you were talking. This woman at the well had this very real transformational experience of the Lord. And so she goes home and she has a daughter in this book. 
and the daughter sees a woman who's changed. And so not only is the woman at the well wanting to tell everyone, this is the restorer, this is the one we've been waiting for, but not only that, but her daughter sees that she's changed Mm -hmm. and her daughter now has faith. So I, I, I don't think it's only that, we have to experience it for ourselves. I think, of course, eventually the daughter did again in this book, mm-hmm. but there was an ignition of faith that happened because of how she saw her mom change. Yeah. I don't know. So there's value there too. And obviously grace in the sacraments and all mm-hmm. of that. Is, mm-hmm. Those are real experiences, real encounter with the living God. But I wonder if we don't let it penetrate our deepest of hearts to actually let it bring us to life. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like something else to relate that to. Like, can you go like go kart racing and like just be like ho hum about it, or can you go 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 kart racing and like have the best time ever? I'm sure people could have a ho hum time go kart racing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, what is that difference? Oh, I see what you mean. Why is go-kart racing the best thing ever yeah. to some people? Yeah. And why was it just like something to do for yeah. somebody else? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It reminds me of that Father Contalamesa quote. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Father Contalamesa is the Pope's spiritual director? Pope th- John Paul II's? Something like the, that. I think he's the papal preacher. What's that? He just preaches to the Pope. I think so. It's weird. I think he leads retreats too. Father Contalamesa is something high up there. In holiness. <laughs> yeah. Preacher to the papal household. JP2, Pope Benedict, and Pope Francis. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay. So he says this. Unfortunately, for the great majority of Christians, Jesus is a character, not a person. He is the subject of a set of dogmatic statements, doctrines, and heresies. One whose memory we celebrate in the liturgy we believe is truly present in the Eucharist, and so on. However, without developing an existential relationship with him, he remains outside us. He touches our minds without warming our hearts. But what is that difference? Well, anytime I ask a question like this, you would answer the Holy Spirit. Okay. It's the Holy Spirit who reveals yes. Jesus to us. Mm-hmm who reveals the Father, who teaches us how to pray. So I would say the Holy Spirit. That would be my off-the-cuff answer. I would say faith. Wow, yeah. But I don't know. He says we believe that he's truly present in the Eucharist. But I just don't know how we can believe that. We believe he's truly present in the Eucharist. That's unreal. We celebrate his memory in the liturgy. We believe is truly present in the Eucharist. However, without developing an existential relationship with him, he remains outside us. He's basically saying a real relationship with oh, a living I see. person. Okay. I'm still obsessed with the idea. I was just thinking about it today, actually, okay. of a shirt that says, Jesus is alive. Yeah. Jesus is real. Jesus is not a character right. or even a historical figure, figure. Yeah. He is still alive. He is real. When we encounter him, when we go to pray, we're talking to and meeting a real living person, a breathing person. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God. He's alive. Yeah. Do we believe that? I guess that's my first thing. So you think faith is the thing. I loved that you used that word ignites or ignition. 
so faith for you is that starter yeah. that turns it from, that's a cool idea or like a nice story to know I, I'm making a choice to believe it. Yeah. I'm going back to your go-kart thing though. Tell me, tell me more. I mean, you could think of another analogy. I was so, just thinking about go-karts. You know, I, again, I'm kind of playing, I'm thinking on the other side of like obstacles. Like you yeah. could look at that go-kart guy I and be like, obstacles. you could be like, that's just his personality, you know? And you could be a Catholic who's had this profound encounter with Jesus and you have this beautiful intimacy with him in prayer and you're like, I'm just shy. Okay. I'm just private, right? I'm not like the go-kart guy. I've had the go-kart experience, yeah. but I'm not shouting it from the rooftops. What? If I rode a go-kart and had the best time, I would be like, dude, that was amazing. You got to go ride that go-kart. Why wouldn't I say that to someone? There's something lost in translation, though, between go-karts. Maybe it's that we think, I don't know, that we think go-karts are like universally fun, but we don't think the gospel is universally necessary. That's faith. Yeah. That's what this says. It's for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way. No one comes to the Father except except through me. me. No one. Okay, well, you just, you know what you did? You plowed through that obstacle. (laughs) This isn't for everyone. Yes, it is. I rode my go-kart through that obstacle. (laughs) (laughs) I just just sent a gif. Jif. However you like to say it. I say gif. Please vote in the comments if you say jif or gif. Gif. Anyway, I sent a gif of a guy because <laughs> someone told me to pray about something. And it's a gif of a guy strapping in his roller coaster saying, no. Jesus, take the wheel. No. It's so funny. You, I like want to be on. I'm on the roller coaster with the Lord. Jesus, take the wheel. We're going. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I got go-karts on the brain because of that. Buckle up. Say, Jesus, take the wheel. Except we're the ones driving, so. I'm just, I'm still thinking about the guy who was on the go-kart who was like, yeah, it was fine. Right. So I, telling people. I believe an encounter with Jesus. You don't walk away fine. Okay. So let me ask you, I'm not trying to push back on you. I want you to. But I remember in high school having a conversion alongside however many, yes. dozens, hundreds mm-hmm. of teenagers yeah. every week in yeah. a really dynamic youth ministry program. Yeah. Friends of mine who had encounters with the Lord, that now, I, you know, I'm 15, 20 years down the line, I'm seeing them on Facebook. They're not, they're not in it with the Lord at all. They're not practicing. But I was there yeah. when they encountered the Lord. Yeah. I don't think you were saying this, but mm-hmm. I think you were not saying this at the same time. An encounter with Jesus changes everything. Yes. But they had an encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. and it didn't change everything. It did for that moment, but you have to keep letting him change you. Yes. You have to stay close to him. Yes. Yeah. One-time encounters are not going to sustain you. No. That is so good. Yeah, I was just saying this morning, I went to confession. I had this like profound encounter with Jesus just through my confessor. Yeah. It was so the Lord. He was sharing things that no one knows. Mm Mm-hmm using analogies that the Lord is is giving me in prayer. So cool. Bringing up scripture that I prayed with yesterday. Wow. No one knows that. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit knew. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was just explaining that this morning, and I said, like, I had a conversion this morning. I was converted. Like, when I have moments like that, I remember, this is all real. Yeah. God is alive. He can hear me. 
I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not making this up. I don't have an an overactive imagination. He is real yeah. and he is speaking to me and he is moving. It's incredible. And those moments of conversion have to keep coming because the grace of yesterday is not going to carry you. Jesus in in Matthew 6, today, he's talking about mm. today. We have to encounter him today. We have to be provided for by the Lord today. We have to be in relationship with him today and be converted today. That's how I think we keep the fire going. He keeps it going. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. You knew. I hear you. <laughs> what made you wake up to evangelization? There was a change in you. Yeah. It went from like, this is my thing. I love this. My, oh, my people sure, sure, love sure, this sure. too. This is my whole life now. I am living to tell people about Jesus now. I mean, I think that's a great question because I encountered the Lord right at like 16. People kept walking with me. So I like kept on knowing the Lord, which I just think is essential in a relationship with the Lord and a sustaining of that relationship is to stay close to him. And if you're not close to him, that you're around people who are close to him and keep like telling you about him. But there was a flip of, I don't want to tell anyone about anything else besides mm, this. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so dumb, but I think it was just personal prayer, a personal prayer life with him. Yeah, I think it was a daily encounter with the living God where I felt an extreme peace that can only be explained in the supernatural that I deeply want other people to feel mm -hmm. and to know. I remember there is a song that I love. I've talked about it on the podcast, so... You guys know it too. But that song by Amanda Cook, What If We Believed It? I wonder if that kind of happened at that same time of like, what if I lived a life where I actually believed this? I just don't know how I could not tell everyone about it if I actually believed in eternal life with God and that that comes through his son, Jesus Christ. What about you? So yeah, I think for you, the faith came first. The faith yeah. came before the commitment even to daily prayer. I think that question kind of haunted you and invited you in a beautiful way for a long time. I do think it was like a a both and. Okay. Like a chicken or the egg, which one came first? Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. No, I think you're spot on. I think when you began to encounter the Lord in a a real, vibrant, exciting, peaceful, dynamic way in prayer, it is literally the only thing you want to talk about. Right. Because what's happening in prayer is better yeah. than, quote, real life. Yeah. I, I was just reading. I wish I had that book. I should just start bringing it to podcast recordings, personal prayer. Yeah. Talked about how the mystical experience of the interior life is more real than what? real life. What? How incredible is that? That's insane. So that's, I think that's the, that's the wellspring of evangelization in this like personal prayer, in this mystical experience that feels sometimes like you're making it up, like it's imaginative, right? No, it's actually the realest thing. I remember Father Paul Sullivan said that to me when I had this profound encounter with Our Lady, life-changing, life-defining word from Our Lady in prayer on a five-day silent retreat. And I, I was like crying. I was trying to explain to him it was so real. Like you don't, I could see her. I, I know exactly what her voice sounds like. That word 
wasn't just like some nice, kind thing of her to say, like, I'm, it's like she handed me a diamond. Like there are no words to describe what she gave to me. And he just looked at me knowingly, smiling. And he said, because it was real. It is real. That experience with her and with Joseph and with the infant Jesus in Bethlehem for me is the realest experience of my life. More real. I've said this maybe on the podcast somewhere. Prayer is more real than sitting here with you right now. Yeah. So there are such beautiful, funny, exciting, incredible things happening in prayer. It's all you want to talk about. Yeah. I was even, as you were talking, just thinking about Jesus going to the mountain to pray, right? Like that wasn't like a made up experience. Like he was going to encounter his father Mm -hmm. and he was having a real conversation with the father. If and if every everything we do in our lives is supposed to model Jesus, we go and have a real conversation with our Father. Yeah, like Jesus wasn't having like a a virtual reality moment. Jesus wasn't going to like play pretend. Yeah, he was having an actual real conversation with an actual real person. Yeah, as you were using that example, if we imitate the Lord and go to Him, I yeah. just wonder if sometimes. We're imitating by showing up in prayer, but mm. kind of our understanding or our motivation is a little bit off or different that we're going there to problem solve. Sure. We're going to prayer to refuel. We're going to prayer to take a break from reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> when prayer is reality yeah, and prayer fuels, it does fuel everything else, but that's not the primary purpose. The primary purpose of prayer is relationship. Yeah. So we go there and everything else flows from there. Yes. From relationship, not from solutions that we yeah. get in prayer. Yeah. Planning that we do in prayer, processing that we do in prayer, in the security and the love and the like funniness, right? Just being with another real person yeah. who is a perfect person who loves us perfectly. You can't help but want to talk about that. Yeah. Co-signed. Retweet. <laughs> well, friend, can't wait to talk about Jesus with you this season. I think we've done that every season. <laughs> yeah. Busted. <laughs> Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you and we need you. We can't know you, Lord, without you. We can't know you without your help. So, Holy Spirit, would you draw near. We know that you're closer than our very breath, but Lord, give us a special awareness of your presence with us. Would you bless and anoint each and every woman listening? Bless and anoint every conversation this season that it would be an encounter with you, Lord. Holy Spirit, that you would accompany every person listening as we seek to fall more deeply in love with you. Thank you that you're alive. Thank you that you're real. Thank you that you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, PD. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for joining us today. And we can't wait to see you in real life at Fly 2021. We can't wait to pray with you. God bless you, friend. Bye-bye. Bye.